Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 36, Beating Overwhelm, an encouraging words episode coming to you on Sunday, March 11th, 2018. Well, I hope that you like getting to know me a little bit because it seems like the easiest way to encourage you is to let you know about the things in my life that are not going well and how I have come up with ways to beat them, avoid them, fix them. (laughs) So one of the most wonderful, exciting things that's happened to me in months is finding out that we are moving to a new country again. This time we're moving to Europe, to Malmo, Sweden. And I am really, really thinking about, yes, of course I have time to make a little mini series on YouTube called An American in Malmo and show you all about it and tell you all about it. And and there's all sorts of exciting things. I'm going to have to learn Swedish because otherwise I'll be illiterate and that would be horrible not being able to even read the sign in a store or know which bathroom is his and which one's hers. (laughs) There's a lot of super exciting things to to experience and, and it's all coming pretty quickly. So that's great. I don't have to wait. But there's also all the hard parts, all the downsides. There's the moving and the packing and the trying to figure out, well, is it worth it to take this And it'll cost that much to move it, or actually, I don't even know, because moving estimates are estimates. Or should I wait and hope that I can buy it there again? Do I really need it? Maybe I don't need it. Uh, People say, well, if you haven't worn it in the last year or two, or if you haven't used it in the last year or two, but I can't use that kind of logic because... Our stuff has been in storage for the last several years. So I don't even remember, I think, half of what I do or don't have. I mean, I remember things I have at one point owned. I have no idea if I still own them. And then right before I started to record this episode, I was calling Goodwill, the Salvation Army, that sort of thing, to see who would like my very beautiful, almost brand new entertainment center. It's not very big. It's the exact perfect size for an apartment, which is where we had it before. And my absolutely perfect Ikea desks and the matching two-drawer file cabinets that go right underneath the desk and everything's perfect and wonderful. Nobody wants these things. Nobody's going to come and get them. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And there was a, I wish I were joking. I was literally lying on the ground a few minutes ago, just lying there, not having any idea what to do next. I mean, I can't leave this stuff in the storage units. I can't find anybody who will take it. Even if I rented a U-Haul pickup truck, it would appear that a lot of these thrift stores do not want these items. My friends don't want these items. I don't know what to do. I'm moving to Sweden. (laughs) So on a personal note, that is how I got the idea of, all right, How can we beat the feeling of being overwhelmed? And from a writer's perspective, okay, so I was just talking to one of my friends slash clients, Stephanie, and she was texting me saying, I'm excited to talk to you today with our weekly uh, check-in accountability call because I've had a breakthrough. And she was telling me about how she was watching a video of another guy organizing his life using kind of a bullet journal, but he was also doing other things in it as well. And um, that she was like... what he was doing seemed too complicated and too much work for me, but it gave me an idea. And then she tried her idea that she got from watching somebody else show what they did. And all of a sudden she's like 
probably, she didn't say this specifically, but I know about how much time she's been spending writing. I think she's probably doubled her writing time just in the last week that she's been using this new method of uh, accounting for accounting for her time. And anyway, it's a, it's an interesting, maybe we'll talk to her about it later, but um, it's just an interesting kind of brain trick. How can you trick your brain to do what you want it to do? Um, and her problem is, is that her whole life, writing is the hobby. It's the thing that you do when you have time and you've done all the other chores and things that have to be done. And if you have time, then you do some writing. And it's always been that way for her. So even though she's moved into a place of, I'm a full-time professional writer or, or striving to be a full-time professional writer, wherever you are on that scale, there are times when you are fighting what feels like a losing battle within your own brain. Because for years, you have told your brain or the people around you have told your brain that this is a great hobby and it's something you do when everything else is done, when the laundry's done and the kids are bathed and, and um, you know, your husband has something else to do with his time, then you can take some time and you can do some writing. How do you switch out of that? It's really hard. And when I was listening to Stephanie, I was thinking, that is exactly the problem that I've allowed myself to get back into the last couple of months while I've been in between my husband's jobs, which means that we're in between places to live. And I've started noticing, but but not really on a conscious level. It wasn't really until I had this conversation with Stephanie a little bit ago that I realized, oh my gosh, my brain has reverted back to assuming based on my actions and activities that writing is something you do when everything else is done. And when it comes to all of this packing and moving and going to another country thing, everything else is not done and it's not going to be done. And I'm sure I will leave the country with a list that has items still not checked off that still haven't been done on it. Hopefully one of those items is not figure out what to do with stuff that's still in storage because I have to empty the storage unit. But You understand what I'm saying. No matter what part of your life it is, there's always something where you get to this point where um, you, you always want to be building positive momentum, but sometimes we're building negative momentum. And so when I was lying on the floor thinking, lying on the floor is not helping anything except for that I feel better lying on the floor. <laughs> it occurred to me, well, there's one way to be a feeling of overwhelm is sometimes you just need to take a minute or if you can, 10 minutes or 30 minutes and just breathe, breathe again. Remember that you haven't been breathing for the last little while, <laughs> not breathing well. Take deep cleansing breaths. You know, they call them cleansing breaths because it's literally helping things in your brain and in your body to let go of the stress that's been building up. I really think that um, having some sort of a, like for me, it's often a Bible verse. Sometimes it's some other memorized quote or um, some, you know, like little note to myself on a sticky note that's always on my computer. And having positive things that reinforce what we want to make our brains believe, what we want to make our brains do, and repeating those, saying them out loud or just saying them, you know, in our heads or whatever, helps us to just get a little calmer, come back down a little bit, and find um, more of a sense of peace again so that you can start dealing with the items that you can't figure out how to fix. Like, why do you sit down in front of your computer some days when you're like, this is how much time I have, and go. 
And then you can't think of anything to write. And you're like, this is wasting what little precious writing time I had. There's all sorts of things that happen in our lives that sometimes it's a matter of they start piling up and a lot of times, you know, it's one thing from this area of your life, plus two things from that area, plus one thing from that area. And after a while, you're like, stop world, I can't take anymore. So I wanted to just remind you that there's probably something, some sort of quote or verse or something that you can repeat to yourself that helps you remember, this is who I really am. And life is going to be fine. And I just need to take things one step at a time. And that's the next thing is then I start thinking, okay, what is the very next best thing for me to do? Because if I have five minutes, the next thing I need to do is just spend five minutes just breathing and trying to get back into a sense of peace because, you know, your brain is like a muscle and sometimes it gets so tightened up in there that then you you actually can't seem to think. And when you, you can help your brain to relax, then you can get more creative thoughts going through it, trying to figure out what do I do next. So those are a couple of things. And you know what? I'm a big fan of having actual peaceful quiet time without being able to hear the laundry machine going or the TV in someone else's room or something. But if you can't get that or that's not what you like, some really positive, upbeat, uplifting music, the kind that makes you tap your toes or makes you smile, that always helps. Sometimes it's just like, oh, it's too much. And what I really want to do is just spend a half an hour reading or 15 minutes. But a lot of times, just kind of stepping away from the big mess that is making you feel overwhelmed, whatever part of your life that is, writing included or writing specifically, or in my case, um, not writing because I'm packing and moving, (laughs) finding some place that you can go inside your head to just bring you back to your center, thinking about what's really important, what has to be done next, what do you hope will get done, but you know that if not everything gets done, this item is not the worst thing in the world to not get done. You know, bringing yourself to a sense of calm, you are going to have to be the one to do this for yourself. A lot of times you can have a, a friend that you can text or call or someone that you can talk to who lives in your house, but we have to be responsible for choosing to be our own best friend, especially in moments like this, and to have tools that we can go to when we get to that place. So think of what tools are probably going to be best for you. Do you need to have a playlist set up on your phone or on your computer where you can put in some earbuds and be like, these are my six or eight favorite songs? I have a playlist that I did not set up for that purpose, but for some reason, I started a playlist. I put these six or eight songs in it that I love, and I know the words to every one, and I can sing them all very loudly. Um, And I do tend to use that playlist as my I need to be pepped up, you know, I need to get in a better mood kind of playlist. Uh, Do you have some, you know, like the favorite chapter of your favorite book that you can just kind of lose yourself in knowing that it's just one chapter, you know, you'll, you'll read it, you'll be done in 20 minutes or whatever. Um, one of my favorite books that I have read so many times, and there's hardly any books that I've read twice, but I have read, uh, The Gift by Julie Garwood so many times. If you read Julie Garwood, it's the one where, um, the little four-year-old girl and the 14-year-old boy are pledged to be married or no, they are married. Um, you know, and like, 
some historical period of England, I don't know which period. Uh, and then they go and live their lives separately until she's 18. And of course, that makes him 28. But at that point, um, he's a pirate. So she's, I can't remember if she knows that she's been married to a pirate at this point, or if she's kidnapped by him because he has to like get around her family who no longer wants her to be married to him. Anyway, there's all these things. It's fun. The characters are fun. The pirate part is fun. Um, the finding out that you've been married to a, a guy who, who really is as good a guy as you hoped he would be. And um, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous fun. And every time I read certain bits of it, it makes me laugh a lot of times out loud. These are the sorts of things that you need to just like have a little list, you know, a mental list or whatever. What are two or three or four of your go-to things where without anybody else's help, if nobody else is around, because I have to say one of the worst parts about feeling overwhelmed is if you can't find any of your friends who are available, who are the really good ones who help you to like talk yourself back into a good place. So my encouragement this week is make sure that you have a list of two to four you know, however many um, kind of go-to tools that you can use to help yourself come back from that feeling of being really overwhelmed because your brain will not work when you're in that state, not to the, not to the you know, best of its ability. And that's what you need in order to get out of the situations that bring about the overwhelm. So good luck. I am going to try to find some workarounds for my um, frustrating and overwhelming situation of furniture that no one wants. <laughs> and um, between the two of us, we will have some tools to use going forward. We will be responsible for our own happiness to the degrees that we are at all able and we have a lot more power than we realize, so keep that in mind. And have a great week. I'll talk to you more later.